0: They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often.
1: The last thing I ever want to see, because I've seen this go haywire in every business that i've ever seen in my life is where marketing teams set up all of this automated stuff right well if a customer asks this then, then an email's going to go out with this in it and if a customer asks this then an email's going to go out with this in this this sounded like a great idea And if done properly and with enough visibility can be a great idea. The problem is most companies don't provide that visibility to the sales team. So what happens is all this stuff starts getting sent out automatically by marketing teams and then sales tries to make themselves sound important by just checking in like they like to do, just reaching out. How are things going? Hey, I have some information I'd like to share with you on X and the customer, the prospects like, yeah, you already sent me like 10 emails in the last week. What is wrong with you? What do you mean you're just checking in? Like, you've been sending me stuff left and right. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize I had been doing that because they hadn't been doing that.
0: All right, man, I have been an anti-technology guy when it comes to sales for forever. The idea for me, when I first thought about technology is I hate CRMs um, because I hate all the data entry that just crushes my soul. I hate paperwork, you know, and the like. So for me, if I couldn't verbally give the information to somebody, it was extremely hard for me to pull off and do because it felt like I was slowing down and I hate that phrase, slow down to speed up. Shut up. I get (laughs) it. I just don't like it. Um, you know, so I've always fascinated like when you and I first started working together and how much you geeked out on the tech side of stuff, uh, was exactly what I fucking needed because I couldn't do it So, Um, but watching the sales technology, especially in the times we're in now, Go crazy is is a wild thing to watch.
2: Well, and we both, and probably me a little bit more than you, uh, because I'm I'm just a, a smidge older than you. We both grew up in sales pre technology. Yeah. So we had, you know, we had the basic email. You could email your clients, and you know that type of thing, and communicate that way. But there wasn't the proliferation of email automation you didn't have we didn't have a really a CRM we could access the billing system when I was at nextel but we didn't have really a CRM where we kept notes on everything you know we still had I still had files I had lists that yeah. I was writing stuff these spreadsheets all that type of stuff uh, and I, you know, we were submitting reports you know manually here's my here here's my pipeline uh, here's what's respect for I'm uh, for uh, Thinking's
0: going to close this week or this month, so you know. And even LinkedIn, we, just for that perspective, didn't come out. I mean, LinkedIn—I just googled it. Came out in 2002, but it was a—it was a, uh, a resume platform, nothing like it is now. You know, yeah. So you, you, know, you, you had no social media whatsoever, you know, going at this point to leverage to sell anything. Yeah, when I was, you know, that was the. You know, I
2: lived through the birth of the Palm Pilot and the BlackBerry <laughs> and, you know, all the precursors to what we carry around now is phones that is just standard. You know, the little flip phones. It was all about having the smallest, coolest little phone, not, you know, what had the most bells and whistles on it. I, so, you
0: know, I, I just 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 for you. And I know it's not the right genre, but it's close. I still love the fact that Star Trek created a flip phone. Yo, with their little freaking calling devices. <laughs> now, I know it's not Star Wars, but but I still love the idea behind it.
2: I always wanted one of our my Nextel phones to be able to you know be able to do that motion with and and, and walkie-talkie on. I always thought that'd be cool, but
0: they never... we, There was one. I had a I had a next that was a, that oh, was a walkie-talkie that, that I flip out.
2: Yeah, it had a flip, but it didn't. You you couldn't like just do that. Like just flinging out like the, 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 yep. the... <laughs> like on the communicator on Star Trek, exactly. Right. But, you know, now email and that technology has gone from being a uh, a thing that was marketing-based and marketing would start doing marketing emails and, you know, that type of stuff. And now it's integrated into how outside salespeople actually sell. You know, there are now the companies that I work with, Uh, hopefully it's not just because they work with me, but the companies that I work with have automations that are supporting that outside sales process with automation. You know, the the LinkedIn's, you know, there are now technology that is tracking your client's uh, social media posts and adding it automatically into CRMs. You know, the the technology has become a huge part of how we sell and it, it continues to advance and advance and advance. And now we have the new, the new shiny object on the block for sales, which is AI.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I can tell you, like most things, that as soon as I saw what AI could do, I was like, holy shit, I'm in. Uh, And started, (laughs) you know, tinkering and playing with, and then, you know, you learn a whole bunch of different things about what AI can and can't do yet. And uh, I'm, I'm honestly fascinated with, just some of the different things that i've learned from it but i really liken the the use of ai as part of an automation sequence and the things it can do um and i'm really curious what happens over the next couple years uh, with ai in the technology really more fascinated with some of the lawsuits that i think they're going to happen from copyright infringements but uh uh it's definitely an interesting time that i will readily admit has derailed me from working on some things i should be working on because i'm over there dicking around with fucking chat gpt and some of the other ai programs well
2: and that's the thing that happens a lot with with new technology when it comes out is, Ooh, how do, how do I use this? How how do I stay on the leading edge and apply this into my business so that we can continue to be competitive? So it's going to be really interesting uh, talking with Josh, our guest today, one of my friends about why AI is not the savior for sales that everyone thinks it is and why salespeople should run the other way.
0: Yeah, and I, I gotta readily admit, when Kevin brought you know Josh to the table to have this conversation, I didn't know why we were talking to him. Fucking glad we had this conversation. It's gonna be a good one. Success Champion Networking has been by far the coolest project we've ever built. You know, bringing together like-minded, badass CEOs and business owners that are rapidly growing and scaling your business when you do networking the right way you can't help but you know open doors for others help others build their businesses and they help you build yours you know it's time that networking got an upgrade and with success champions networking we've literally changed and solved the problem of what most people hate about networking, you know, no multi-level marketing, you know, no scams, you know, you've got to be a legit badass to be a part of these groups. So if you're looking to up your game, grow your business, scale and go bigger, come hang out and success champion networking.com. All right. Chat GPT is all the rage. Automation is freaking out there everywhere. Uh, people are saying it's going to take companies, businesses. Uh, it's going to change the entire dynamics and all that uh, Kevin, why don't you tell him a little bit about Josh and, and why we're bringing him into all of this mix?
2: So it's it's funny. I was introducing you to Donnie uh, the other day about when we were doing the show prep. I'm like, yeah, I've known him for like ten years, and then I went and looked at his LinkedIn. I'm like, oh, he he's only had sales reach for like five. <laughs> <laughs> have i only known him six years I'm like christ because <laughs> you were still at the other company when we met and and we we uh, got together at a networking event because you were in sales automation and tech and all that stuff and i was like oh someone i can nerd out with who understands the stuff i'm trying to do mm-hmm. uh and we we kind of hit it off and we've just you know been uh, uh bouncing stuff back and forth so i was like ah oh, we need to bring him on To talk technology and sales. And it was just kind of timed up really well with the whole fact that everyone's trying to use AI now to do all the stuff. I just literally saw on a friend's post, who was talking about people uh, and how they don't send in uh, uh, information about, you know, stuff they've actually done for creative, creative positions. Uh, And someone commented on his post. Yeah, I got two applications that were uh, ChatGPT developed you they could literally tell that they were just off of AI written applications? And they're like, so I'm like, yes, let's, let's talk about how not to use AI in your sales and how, wait not a minute, wait a minute, wait. was the
1: job description AI generated or was the candidate's application
0: the for
2: the candidate's job description application? Okay. Now, wow. was
0: it, how did they tell? Was it over the top flowery words um, or overwritten or what?
2: He didn't go into detail, but uh, you know, if, when you read all the AI stuff, it has a feel to it. It does not. It f- it doesn't feel human.
1: Well, and just for clarity as well, and I don't know if this is rolled out officially yet, but Chat um, GPT. I always get those letters mixed up when I say them. But <laughs> Chat GPT um, did announce recently that they are actually, and this might be out right now, um, creating a system where you can take the content put it right into their system and have it tell you if an AI generator created that content or not. Yep. And um, I think that this is ultimately coming out of the flack that they've been getting from people utilizing chat GPT on college papers, <laughs> right? I mean, there's, yeah. there, there have been college uh, professors going, what the heck is happening here? Like, what are we even teaching these kids for? Um, they're just asking it to write everything for them. And then what are we supposed to do? So Chat GPT's response was it was great. It was like, listen, we're gonna give you this tool and you can input anything, and it, it will tell you if this was AI generated or not. So yeah, really, it is that, that is it's out there so now. Easy. We
2: had we had one of our members, we do a digital marketing uh, powwow every month, and he was talking about chat GPT and how we can utilize it effectively as digital marketers. Sure. And he was showing that you can put stuff in and it'll say, Yeah, this is a a uh, a bit from this book that was published in this year. And, you know, this is where it's from. So it, it will now tell you where stuff comes from if you ask it. So for digital again, marketers, it all has to be stuff that was published like before 2021 or something.
1: 2021. They, they cut off after 2021, as far as chat GPT goes. Right. So Um, But for digital marketers, I'm going to throw this out there as as my biggest fear for digital marketers using things like chat GPT. And I know we're going to talk about salespeople using this in this real quick as well. But from a marketing standpoint, this is terrifying to me. If you put in something and say, I mean, I was playing around with it the other day um, and I put in uh, tell me about buyer enablement. That's what I asked it for. Like, tell me about buyer enablement. Explain why a business would need to use buyer enablement um, in their sales process. And it generated something that sounded absolutely incredible. But it also sounded very similar to what my website already says. And it also <laughs> sounded very similar, eerily similar, to what all my competitors' websites say about it. And the, the thing that I want to point out to marketers is that uh, we can't just take the things that this spits out and just go ahead and use them because we might be using trademarked yeah. information. We might be using somebody else's business's trademark tagline As our tagline and not even realizing we're doing this because we're being so damn lazy and we're just asking it to give us all the answers and we're just taking it for what it is, right? So we need to be careful from a marketing standpoint, because you might be infringing on somebody's copyright.
0: Well, and add in there, um, I just saw a, uh, I think it was a shark tank episode where this kid didn't want to wake up in the morning to go to his college exams and then I'll come back to the editing side of things. So he created a looping video that made it look like he was on Zoom and he had a scheduler tied to it that would allow him to show up for the class meeting and sleep in and then he can go back and watch the recording later. You know, so shit like that is just insane to me what they're doing with 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 AI in general. And you know, um something that i've been trying to do a lot with the the technology that out there because there's so much more than chat gpt they're just the one getting all the hype at the moment um is is taking the content and making it dive deeper into the content so i asked the other day like you know give me you know five real shattering never been done before ways to network and it came back with a lot of the same generic bullshit that you could. I'm like, all right, now expand on this idea. Tell me more. And then give me a strategy to implement it. When you start tweaking it, you can still get a lot of better input. But it's still computer generated. You know, yes. so you have to take that concept and information out of there and, and rewrite it yourself so that you can put it out there more from original thoughts process. process excuse Yeah. 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 And also,
1: you know, it is all about the inputs. Um, My test for this was I actually asked my developers um, one of the things that I was actually really interested in. So I'm the anti-AI guy. I have no interest in AI. I think it's all a bunch of BS and I wish it would go away personally. But as I was looking into it, I started looking at what you could do from a code perspective, from a development perspective. And that's where I started actually getting really interested Because the advances in creating software um, have grown, grown, grown so much faster, right? It's getting to a point where people are starting to question, do we need developers any longer? Because basically anyone can build anything at this point, right? And and I don't agree with that. I don't think we don't (laughs) need developers. I'll put that out there. But regardless, it's getting pretty crazy. When you look at ChatGPT and you look at what you can do from a development standpoint, where it can literally write the code that you need to have things do the things you want them to do in a digital space, that's pretty amazing to me. So I had one of my developers test that out, and he gave ChatGPT a code review test, a test that we would give to any developer before you hire them in any sort of software development capability uh, way. And what was amazing is he was like, you know what, the first time I gave it the test, it was clear that it was AI generated because the responses were so clunky. Um, the code was so much longer than it needed to be. It was just, it, yes, it, w- it would work the way it was written, but it was just super clunky. It was not clean code. But he did say, when I then went in and clarified things more specifically in the questions that the code review was asking, it came back with crazy good stuff. And so it is in the inputs. That's what it is. It's in the input. So you still need to know how to ask the question properly, whether you're using it to write marketing content or sales generated messages to your prospects or code, you need to be educated enough to prompt it properly. You can't just ask a blanket statement and get gold. It's not, it's not there yet. So at least it's not doing all the work for us is all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) No, no, you're absolutely right. And You know, I I also think about the tech, like, you know, Descript is a fascinating AI, right? Because it has the ability to go in and, like, take this video, put it in text form, distinguish three different voices, put name tags to those voices, and then you can even go so far as record your own voice. It'll mimic your voice and you can place words and shit. That's when AI gets really fascinating for me. Um, I haven't done the code thing yet, though, because... I don't know how to write code. So I don't know right. where to even begin to start. I'd be like, make me an app that allows me to take pictures of liquor bottles and review them. Right. The ones I like or hate, you know, uh, I'll go into business with you on this one, Donnie. Let's do this. This sounds like a brilliant idea. I got a buddy idea. building it right now. Um, he's go. in one there of our go. groups, Chad King. And I, I'm like, dude, because yeah. I, I literally went to the store and, and I'm, trying a whole bunch of different rums and I got a rum that was really shitty and I'm like oh yeah dude I need something that I can take a picture of it and leave a review then other people want to leave marks and stuff on it but
1: the spinoff of that business can be for wives to give to their husbands for the things that they're supposed to get at the grocery store but they <laughs> right. always come home with the wrong version of it with right? pictures <laughs> yes I swear yes. to god every time I go to the grocery store my wife says hey can you bring home some ghee for me and I, every time I bring home the wrong brand right so she started sending me text messages while I'm at the store saying this one, get this one, get this one. I go live in the grocery the store and I'm
0: like, Hey babe, is this the right one?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, know? it's not. No,
0: it's not. You dummy. You've done this yeah, 15 this times. One. Go back and get the other one.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. So there's your spinoff,
0: Donnie. There you go. I like it. I like it. I like it. You, you know? want to
1: talk about this AI though for sales? Is that, is that what we really want to yeah, talk I mean, about it, in this I, one?
0: AI in general. I mean, AI is in sales, but Even more importantly, how somebody in their business should be looking at AI, you know, in particularly, what are they using it for? What should they be deploying it for? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So listen, the the reason that I
1: say I'm the anti-AI guy is because when it comes to sales, I take sales, I take it seriously and I take it personally. I take lazy salespeople personally because I think that lazy salespeople are making my job hard. I think lazy salespeople are making any decent salesperson's job hard because I've received about 50 emails already today that were absolute garbage. And most of them were saying, what did you think about my email yesterday? And I hated their email yesterday. Yeah. And I also hated their email the day before that. I don't yeah, know I'm doing why a lot I of reporting it. the
0: spam and unsubscribing from shit because I'm doing it. It's too. getting bad, man. God. It's
1: getting it's getting really bad. And there's companies that exist out there. Um, that are going to make it even more difficult for people to get those cold emails out there. And and listen, cold emails, any sort of cold contact of any sort is always going to be important in sales. Like we need to yep. open doors. That is job number one is opening doors. We're yep. going to do that either on our own efforts or we're going to do it through referrals or social selling. But there's all the tactics and we need to be able to use all the tactics because it takes nine touch points to ever get someone to respond. And if all of our emails are going to garbage, then we are screwed as a profession, Yep. right? Also... I just don't want to believe that robots are going to replace us. I don't think they can. I think robots can replace the menial portions of sales, but I don't think that robots can ever replace sales when it's a, when it's something that actually matters, when it's a complex deal, when it's a long deal cycle, when there are a lot of things that need to be explored, robots can't take
0: away that from us. Right. I I agree with that. I think the complexity of the thing makes the thing hard to replace. I think the exactly. human touch is also a, a key thing to, to remember in there. I mean, sales, especially the higher the money you spend, there's a relationship that has to happen and form to, to have that happen. Where I'm excited about it is things like having an automated faq chat back and forth you know if sure. somebody you have a whole bunch of things that break a lot of times in your business or that you get the same question over and over and over again from clients the ability that they can go in and through a ai interaction or just a chatbot interaction can go how do i you know get to here how do i get this and again readily get that answer Johnny, I don't know. I don't know if you argue with a lot of your guests on this show, but let's have an argument about this I'm right now. Because it. Come on.
1: <laughs> let's let's go into this one because I Damn disagree it, I with bring you. Popcorn. <laughs> I disagree with you wholeheartedly. When was the last time you entered into any FAQ chat feature on any website Ready? and got the answer you wanted? We're 20 years away from you getting the answer you wanted. Do you know what I believe the number one asked question is on those
0: AI FAQ chats? Is I want a real person. Oh, don't get me wrong. We do that when I talk to Horrible. Zoom. Like Zoom is the worst, right? Horrible. Their their customer service trying to get to a person sucks ass. Yep. I'm so remember complexity of the thing, right? Yeah. So so I'm looking for the front end simple questions that are easily plug and play answered. When I agree it, with you on those,
1: and I and where I agree with you too is this is my area of expertise is the buyer's journey, right? right? Buyers have been telling us this for years. And we weren't listening until just a couple of years ago. Buyers have been telling us, I don't want to talk to sales. Buyers have been telling us, I know where to find the stuff I need. I'm going to find it on my own. I don't need some sales guy to tell me what I need to buy. I'm an educated, intelligent individual. I know how to search Google. I know how to find four or five like businesses that might solve the challenges that I've identified independently of a salesperson on my own. I will engage with them when I want to, right? And so I agree with you there right i mean there 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 has to be information available to people so that they can get it when they want it because if there isn't if you don't provide information when they need it in some capacity whether it's an ai faq or whether it's just a, a company blog or whatever it might be right if they can't find the information you are out of the running immediately Yes. Right. They're they're going to conduct that 70 percent of their buyer's journey without a salesperson. And you're going to be eliminated in the first 10 percent of that. And they're going to end up talking to your competitors because your competitors answered their questions. So I agree with you on that. But that's what I would say is more the the menial portions of sales. And I would also argue that's more marketing than sales anyways at that point. Right. I mean, but uh, once I, I sales, go agree with that argument. But once sales comes into the picture. I, I just, I don't see it. Right. Like I, I was playing around with it the other day. I'm like, all right, how could I use, how would I use this? How would I use this? Right. And I had customers ask me, Hey, can you do an integration with chat GPT in your software? And I said, well, what would, what would that integration do? What would you do with that? right? Well, we would want it to have uh, have it to create messages on the top of the page that we send out to people, right? Because that's what you do with my platform. You build pages and organize materials for people. So you're not sending attachments and emails and all that stuff, right? Okay. You would have it write you messages on the top. Why would you do that? Well, because then, you know, I can, I can say I'm reaching out to this type of company in this industry. What are the top three challenges that they're experiencing? Let's create a message template that makes sense to them. And I just fired back and said, if you don't understand the top three challenges that that industry is already going through without asking chat GPT to make your job easy for you, then you probably shouldn't be talking to that industry. Like, I'm sorry to make it that plain and simple, but if you don't understand the challenges that the companies you're reaching out to are facing every single day without asking an AI chatbot to tell you, then go after the industry you do understand. Well, because and, that's where and, you're going to find success.
2: And the people that are using your, your tool... They're already engaged in conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, They've already identified that, hey, I have these issues that this software, this service, this program, this whatever can potentially solve. You right. don't need that type of messaging on that type of portal where they're coming to get specific answers from someone they're already engaged with. I don't you see know? it. And that's even with automation where I like to play when we get a someone in a sales conversation face to face with the salespeople, all the other automation stops.
0: Mm-hmm. It so has now
2: to. all the stuff they get is coming. Any automation we send now is coming from that salesperson and it's coming from that person that they now have this relationship they're building with. And they're not getting all the other stuff.
1: I think we just need to listen, chat GPT. Like you said, Donnie, it's just one of the many. It's not yep. the only one. It's just the one getting the buzz right now. And it's getting a lot of buzz because nine times out of 10, I go to their website to just play around with it and have it write a stupid jingle just so I can laugh about it or something. Right. And it's overcrowded. You can't even get into it. Right. So it's getting a lot of traction.
0: They just um, uh, did a, a an update where you can pay $20 a month and not get access to it. Wow. Yep. Knew it was coming. <laughs> okay. So, good for them.
1: Yep. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that, right? Because now oh, comes the question Are you willing to pay for this, right? And I think, unfortunately, people will be willing to yep. pay for it right now. But what I would just say is I think we all need to take a collective breath on what's happening with this right now. We need to sit back a little bit and we need to just look at how history continually repeats itself. I'm looking at ChatGPT specifically from a salesperson standpoint, not through marketing lens, not through a development lens, not through all the other lenses you could potentially use it. I look at things through a salesperson's lens. When I look at it through a salesperson's lens, I'm reminded of what happened when email sequences and automations came to the forefront, right? At the time, there were a lot of salespeople that were like, this is the greatest thing in the world. I push a button one time and 15 emails are going to be sent out to people from my email account with different messages that are all perfectly crafted to eventually get them to a point where they're going to book a meeting with me. And you know what? It worked really well for a little while. It did. For a couple of years, it was everything because these were the most on top of it salespeople in the world in the prospect's minds. But yep. now everyone's using it. And that is why at the top of this episode, we're complaining about how many emails we're getting that are absolute garbage. Because what do I know about people? I know the same thing that Kevin and Donnie know about people that if given the opportunity, we will always do the easiest thing possible. People, we just genetically, we don't like to do the hardest thing possible first. We want to do the easiest thing possible. And that's my fear with this is that we are going to forget the art of conversation We are going to forget the art of sales. We are going to forget what it meant to have empathy. And we're going to start relying on these tools to do all of that for us in a very programmatic and robotic way. And it is going to be a thing that works for a certain amount of time. And then when it doesn't, just like everything eventually runs its course, we're all going to be sitting there twiddling our thumbs going, how did we do that again? Why is this so hard all of a sudden?
2: Well, and it's funny that you bring up the email sequences thing, because there's a sales guru who has a really large sales group on Facebook who literally designed an automation tool that salespeople could do right from their phone Mm -hmm. and uh, put together these sequences and and really god-awful landing pages. Mm -hmm. And he sells the crap out of it. It's all the people that are buying it are these transactional salespeople who are using it to huck their, their, their crap.
0: Hey, and we know one I, of them. And, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we all do. Yeah. And, 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 and
2: I, and I just know that he's going to figure out some way to integrate AI to help them write their horrible emails through the system. And it's just going to make my world better or worse when mm-hmm. I'm trying to talk to a client about how to utilize email the right way. And how to use automation so it actually has a positive impact on your sales process and the buyer journey as opposed to just driving i want to play devil's you know, advocate sell. on
0: all this for you guys because let's do it you know part of this i mean what you think about i love going to a grocery store and not having to deal with a teller like sure. i love the fucking oh. fast checkout don't have to deal with people i do agree that that is hurting the communication side of the world because people aren't talking to people. I'm a hundred percent there with you, <laughs> but I don't care to the point of, I fucking love checking out on my own. Yeah, just I, no, also... I,
2: will, I won't even use those. Yeah. I, I will stand in line. Wow. Oh, fuck
0: that. No, wow. fuck that. And I'm, that, I'm, the, and I'm the introvert here. The introvert of the group, right? The when second it comes to thing,
1: Donnie's, I'm with you on this one, Donnie. Yeah, All right. Right. Well, <laughs> anyway. And
0: then the yeah. second thing is, so like Captivate.fm has got this chat bot, right? That's where our host our podcast. Uh, Mark Askwith, cool guy, CEO of the company. We No royalties are not a sponsor or anything. They're just, they're a good company. And and uh, their chat bot allows me to go in and type in a few things and bring up some articles that may be relevant to what my search is. And if I don't find what I'm searching for, it says, would you like to speak to a rep? And all of a sudden they'll say, the rep will be with you within within the hour, right? I'm good with that side of things. And I think that's a proper way to use it because you have people that are coming to you that have a specific need. And if you're getting the same things over and over again, especially if it's more technical in nature, like. I know the thing I asked it the other day is like, how many, you know, how often does captivate, you know, refresh their download numbers, you know, and it came back with an article that showed all the things. And then a person actually followed up in an email and said, Hey, was that answer to you? Like, which I thought was really cool personal touch. And that may have been automated generated type I think was a cool personal touch. So it yeah. has a very cool place in, in, in what we're doing. Uh, So I just want people to listen to not go completely like, fuck AI, I'm out. I'm not doing that shit. (laughs) No, no, no. And I
1: don't think that they will do that. And I, I would just, what I would say, Donnie, is that what you're saying to me, I feel good about what you're saying. If we're talking about a customer success portion of a sales process, right? Like a post sale activity where as long as we continue to nurture this properly and give them incredible experiences that they will renew, that they will continue to give us money. Like in those types of revenue opportunities, I'm all for it. All I'm saying is I would just caution everybody when we're looking at automating things to the point that we're trying to eliminate the amount of work we have to do because we're just feeling like, Hey, if we don't have to get up at this time and do this work at this time, that's a good thing. If I can
0: just have a video loop. So I don't have to go to class, right? (laughs) The long-term effects of that are
1: really bad because when you think about it again, specifically to sales, if you remove the importance that you as an individual bring to the table then what do you have? Yeah.
0: Dude, like, I, I'm, I'm going to validate that statement for you because right now, the one thing that people fucking struggle with is cold calling, mm-hmm. right? I grew up in cold calling, right? I mean, I, I stood in front of rooms and did live dial cold calls, you know, to teach cold calling. But because everybody's so email automation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, let's automate our reach outs on LinkedIn, all that shit. They have no clue how to do it on their own. And so they're trying to let technology take care of it for it. And now that we're to this capacity, to your point, they have no fucking clue how to do it. No idea. No
1: idea. Okay. We need to. We need to fight for the the for the right. Um, <laughs> we need to fight for the right. <laughs> you know, that's that's off. where the AI bot. That's where the AI bot editing this thing would be like, well, there's a moment right there, Josh. That Josh, he's smart. <laughs> he just said something hilarious because everybody, but bo- no, but we need to fight for the right to stay in the forefront. And, and stay relevant and important to our prospects in the sales cycle. That doesn't mean that they should have to wait an exorbitant amount of time to get an answer back from us when they want it. We need to develop processes where we can make those things fast. I just fight every single day to make sure people understand from my perspective, I want people to get it fast, but I want them to get it from me. The last thing I ever want to see, because I've seen this go haywire in every business that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> is where marketing teams set up all of this automated stuff, right? Well, if a customer asks this, then an email is going to go out with this in it. And if a customer asks this, then an email is going to go out with this in this. This sounded like a great idea. And if done properly and with enough visibility can be a great idea. The problem is most companies don't provide that visibility to the sales team. So what happens is all this stuff starts getting sent out automatically by marketing teams and then... Sales tries to make themselves sound important by just checking in like they like to do, just reaching out. How are things going? Hey, I have some information I'd like to share with you on X. And the customer, the prospect's like, yeah, you already sent me like 10 emails in the last week. What is wrong with you? What do you mean you're just checking in? Like, you've been sending me stuff left and right. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize I had been doing that because they hadn't been doing that, right? And so that's where, again, all this stuff it gets scary we we keep putting ourselves in these positions where we're we're eliminating the need for ourselves and simultaneously making it more important for us to be there yep. and it's just this huge conflict and nobody thinks about how is this actually making your buyer feel on the other side that's the problem everybody looks at their internal business And they go, oh, this is what's happening inside our business. This, This is chaotic. We need to fix this. You know what, though? This has been chaotic for nine months. You've been pestering the hell out of these people. What is wrong with you? Think about the receiving end of this mess that you just realized. They realized it nine months ago. They moved on with a different vendor because you were annoying as hell. You just kept sending all this stuff. They didn't want to be a part of this mess, right? So we need to be careful with that.
2: I absolutely love that you're validating everything that I talk about with people. Uh, so thank you. There'll be a gift uh, coming in the mail at some point. Uh, but no, I was I was at I was speaking in Fort Lauderdale a few months ago, and we were talking about how to use sales automation in a B two B sales process and actually help your salespeople close more stuff. And one of the things was you it was for them that hey marketers you need to keep your sales team in the loop. They need to know what's going on with their clients when they visit a website, when you send them an email, when this all this stuff happens so that they don't look stupid. And they can actually, when if they see that a client's going to a pricing page, for example, they can then know, oh, I should probably call. They're looking at our prices. Uh, and, and it was literally I like jaws just dropped. Mm-hmm. I had one person come up to me after the meeting and say, I hope you don't mind. But, you know, I sent your stuff to I took a screenshot and sent it to my team and said, hey, can we do this during the meeting? I'm like, no, I'm completely fine with that, please. I wish everyone would do that. But it was like this weird idea of like, oh, we need to tell our salespeople what's going on with their prospects and the people that they're actually trying to sell to. And it was just yeah. mind blowing. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're at this point where that is a a, a new idea and a new thought process.
0: You know what I love about this for me, this whole idea and just hearing you guys talk about it is this is how small business is going to win. Because the only ones that are trying to over-automate the sales process and all that are your big conglomerates that have so many million parts. They got to answer to the public to hit their freaking stock prices, right? So they have to eliminate overhead. And one of the ways to eliminate overhead is to get rid of the people. So if we can automate the entire process, we eliminate all those people. Man, you're you're freaking small business people that can't afford some of this AI tech and the likes and are still doing it man-to-man are gonna continue to dominate the marketplace, which really plays into this generation we're going into, not to take us down a rabbit hole, but all these kids that don't wanna go work in corporate America, you know, uh, this makes it a more relevant opportunity for them to actually go get a job working for a small business versus a big conglomerate. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's. Um, I agree with you. They're gonna have to fight the urge to do what seems like the easy thing though, because every yeah. one of those small businesses is getting approached by the simple widgets and the simple LinkedIn
0: automation connection request thing that just sends garbage. And well, and let's do that really quick. Yes, if you do any sort of LinkedIn automation, I'm excited. We're going to bring Leah Turner on the show, but if you do LinkedIn automation, you will be kicked off the platform.
1: No, it's so, the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't understand how people continue to do this. I've, you know, I I've seen, there are people, I don't know how they get away with this. Selling LinkedIn automation tools, every single one of their customers gets kicked off LinkedIn. How the heck do you stay in business when you're selling a product that is literally getting people kicked off LinkedIn? And I'll tell you right now, if I got booted off LinkedIn, it would be hugely uh, impactful to my business in a negative way, in a very negative way. Um, If that were to happen, that'd be bad. So we need to be careful with that. But anyway you guys i can't believe this 15 minutes this is a fire round how the hell do you do this every time i'm i got so much more to
0: say this is ridiculous so so just for our listeners know because we get so fascinated in these in these conversations we're going to start moving up to hour long conversations we're really getting diving into some good stuff so so likely we'll bring you back for another round two and just start diving into because after talking to you i'm more fascinated to talk now with you more about the entire buyer's journey the entire sales process and let's put some real meat on that bone for our listeners and i think they they would get a kick out of this i'll come back anytime Well, you know, it's funny, just so you know, I looked at Kevin. I'm like, why the hell are we talking to this guy? What's he going to teach us? And then he brought up the anti-AI thing. I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. Let's do that. Yeah, it's been great to get to know you and know more about what you're into, man. Seriously. So I think we could all go have a freaking cocktail together. So we can do that anytime. Um, Yes. How do people get in touch with you, man?
1: Best way, just go to LinkedIn. Joshua Feedy on LinkedIn. I've been on LinkedIn since you know when I was 18 years old. So I gave myself my my full name, Joshua, because I needed to look <laughs> professional because I was like a toddler, <laughs> right? Um, so look me up, Joshua Feedy on LinkedIn. Um, just send me a message, and when you do connect with me, I am the type of person that prefers for a, a connection message. Um, so just say that you heard me on here, right? And that's that's an easy one, right? Um, and otherwise, you can go to our website, SalesReach.io. Um, and you can learn more about the business there, but I just love to connect with people personally. So go to LinkedIn best way.
0: That's awesome. And just so you know that you're the 30 percentile, um, Richard Von der Blum, who's one of the greatest uh, guys on LinkedIn teaching LinkedIn. The dude's a fucking genius. He yeah. put out that thing, you know, 70% more likely to connect with somebody without a message on there. So, yeah. So, guys, yeah. if you send Joshua, that's so yeah. cute. Uh, yeah, Joshua, isn't it, isn't it? Connection. <laughs> what a message in there. <laughs> I can't change it now.
1: I can't no. change uh, it now. It's too late. That's part of my personal brand, but it is cute. It's cute <laughs> as hell. Um, but, yeah, it is. Isn't that interesting? Like, this is another episode you could dive into, yep. right? And I'm sure you will with the next LinkedIn expert, but you know, the message thing is really hard. It really is. Um, I am one of those people. If I get a blank request, unless they're associated through a business that is utilizing my platform, or unless I see them connected to people that I actually like in my list of connections, then I just ignore it and I let them follow me until they engage with my content, at which point I'll send them a connection request right? That's kind of my process with it. I just, I I don't find value in being connected with people just to be connected with them. If they're going to reciprocate and they're going to help me grow my business. And if they're going to be creating things that are going to help me learn things and all of that, then great. But like, if they can't even take the time to write a personal message about why they want to connect with me, then I'm not interested. And if they take the time to have a personal message, AI generated, like the three <laughs> that I already got <laughs> while I was on this call, like seriously, while we've been doing this, that I've been receiving automated messages from people that I mean, are just, I, I got a message. We have a few connections in common. I need some help with article distribution. Can you help me with that? What do you mean? article? Dude, distribution? I just got that same
0: exact one. Yeah. And I guarantee, one of those
1: yesterday. I guarantee he's not asking me to help him uh, generate articles for his business. I guarantee what he wants to do is turn around and say, I want to write articles and distribute them to companies like Forbes for you. And it's like, but dude, you wrote that in a backwards oh, way, right, right. right? I'm not responding to that. There's no way in hell I'm responding to that. And people right? think that shit works. That's the funny yeah. thing. Well, because they're working with companies that specialize air quotes in this And those companies are only creative enough to write four or five different things, right? And they go, oh, what industry are you in? Oh, I'm in this. Oh, cool. Here's the proven message. Let me go to
2: chat GPT and put it
0: in there. And that's the message.
2: (laughs) My absolute favorite was the, hi, I'm the personal assistant to so-and-so. And and I'm reaching out to, I'm like, no, you're not. No, <laughs> I have five of you in my in my inbox right now.
1: No, it's uh it's getting bad. It's getting real bad. But we got to cut this off because I'm yep, going to let you yep, guys yep, keep it to yep. time. But um happy to do uh, another episode yeah, we'll, anytime. We'll do I hope our listeners got some value out of this one. Uh, it was great meeting you, Donnie and Kevin. Thanks for bringing me into this one.
2: Oh, so. for sure. Glad, to, glad we were able to reconnect.
0: Yep. So thanks, brother. Bye. All right you win i'm gonna stop <laughs> doubting you right because this is like the third maybe fourth time you've brought a guest on that i was unsure about and they've been fucking rock stars every damn time dude so so well done on this um you know uh, after we we sat down with josh um a new ai came out that scares the pure them shit out of me that we hadn't talked about um And it's a technology that goes and scrapes LinkedIn, finds old viral posts, and you can set the fucking parameters to it so you can repurpose that post. And what they want you to do is go pull up these old posts, take the post over to ChatGPT, have ChatGPT fucking (laughs) rewrite the post, I can't talk, and put it out as content. So you were legitimately going and stealing somebody else's hard work, time, energy, and effort and asking an AI program to plagiarize it or unplagiarize it, I should say, and put out content. So, you know, shit like that drives me absolutely bonkers. Well,
2: and the funny thing about that is that the same author can use the same process, same formula to create a post, and one will go viral and the next one won't.
0: Yeah it'll flop
2: so yep. and and with the change and we saw this with your brother he put out a tiktok video of him I, drinking. at that
0: point right right dude i'm so him I, drinking. at that point right i put out fucking at that point like three four hundred fucking videos and biggest one i ever got i like, got close to a hundred thousand download my brother drinking one drink two million no four million with a, two million yeah. or four million i think he's up
2: there close to four million now
0: four million fucking hits on tiktok and i'm like geez, but
2: but then everything afterwards, you know, nothing same yet. type of content, nothing.
0: Yep. All fell flat.
2: So I don't you know, I, I understand the concept. Ooh, you take this viral video, repurpose it, and then you can have a viral viral post. But well, that's not how it works. That's literally not going to be the results that people have. For sure. So I I, I think one of and the the biggest drawback to all this really cool technology, and I love new technology uh, because that's that's who I am and that's my world, uh, is that it, it's going to distract people. You talked yeah, about dude. it before we before we talked to Josh about how you it, you know you went down the GPT rabbit hole.
0: Yep. Well, and, and, and all this just...
2: new stuff is going to just keep doing that. People are like, "Oh, I need to do this," and they're going to keep spending time on it and not actually working on growing their business.
0: Well, and, and here's the, the crazy thing, and I'll, I'll totally wrap myself out here in a couple of instances, but like when NFTs first were big and hit the marketplace, Kevin, I'll tell you, dude, I was all in, right? I'm fucking devouring information. We're going to do NFTs until I got to the point that I'm like, fuck, dude, you're still building the business. <laughs> Go back and build your fucking business, you know, and now the AI is coming out. I'm devouring it, jumping into it. And. At least I will say with the AI, I'm working on our business to you know use it for building and the likes. But man, when all this stuff comes out, you've really got to figure out how to weigh, should I chase this thing? Should I go for this? Can this really move the bubble in my business? Or is this just be something that's going to be a distraction from all the things I should actually be able to do? So I'm curious from your standpoint, how would you coach me through not chasing these shiny fucking objects? And you know, my personality, so this should be funny. Oh, um, it, you know,
2: for me, when you, when you do these things, I, I, the first question I always ask is how off course is this going to get us? And how distracted is Donnie going to be? And for how long? So, you know, and I think that's the first question that someone has to ask themselves is like, all right, so here's this new thing. You know, how is this distracting me from where we've decided that we need to be? Or is this actually something that can help us get there? You know, like for the NFTs, it was really cool, uh, but it wasn't something that was going to actually help us get to where we wanted with SCN.
0: Yeah, no, it was adding on a layer of stuff that wasn't helping us grow what the the company it was just creating us more stuff for us to do. Yep.
2: Yeah. So you know that was a huge distraction. And once you know we got deep enough and I kind of let you, you know, sometimes I just gotta let you go play. Uh and so you learn because I can tell you that it's a bad idea. Uh and you you don't always take that as well as you should or listen (laughs) to me. Um just saying uh Uh, that's a universal truth not just a you
0: (laughs) truth i don't take advice always very 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 well until i'm ready to take advice
2: but you know that's the thing with all these new tech when people are looking it's like oh we gotta we gotta use ai or we gotta use this thing it's like how will it actually help you achieve your end game yeah and you know if, if you can't give a good answer you need to take a step back and say, all right, so I need to figure out what this tech actually does and if it can or can't. Uh, And then you can make the decision. All right. So how do we actually apply it? You know, there has to be that discovery step. Just like you got to look at it. Just like when we are selling to a client, the first step in their buyer journey is do we actually have a problem that we need to spend time and money and effort on solving? And if your answer, once you get to that question is, yeah, no, this isn't actually a problem that we need to spend time and money on, then that's your, your signal to stop playing with that technology. If you're doing the research, you're like, oh, God, yeah, we totally have this issue. This actually will fix this thing and make our life better and allow us to do this other thing that actually helps us grow the company. Awesome. Go explore that technology and play with it. You know, for us, chatbots, we have not done a chatbot. Chatbots have been around for years. And we are working on rolling out a chatbot for our our system now because it it solves a problem for us. It well, literally and that fixes in perspective. something.
0: Is, is when Kevin and I first started working together, I was engaged with a guy to actually create out a chatbot. And I'd spent a good chunk of money getting started down this path to build this chatbot out. And don't only, the only to get a portion of the way into it to realize, fuck, nobody ever sends me a fucking message. Why, why am I creating a chatbot? Well, you know, and the
2: funny, the funny thing, when you said that to the guy, it's like, well, you got to message people. Well, then why do I need a fucking chatbot? Right. Bot? I'm
0: already talking to them. <laughs> right, you know? I got to
2: <laughs> message them. Why do I need a, a chatbot? Yeah. That's dumb.
0: You know, but Flash, you know, forward three years later, and now we're building out a chatbot, which, and, I, and and just kind of a different perspective. When I go looking at technology, I'm the quick, all right, cool, this is the one let's run. Well, it's nice having Kevin do all his due diligence on to make sure it's the right one. I think he's looked at like seven different chatbots now trying to figure out which one we're going to use. Um, but it's it's, I think, integral for people to have, some accountability in what those, especially in the technology space, if you're not the tech person, right? To have that accountability of somebody else who can check the boxes. Um, I can guarantee you that if we're talking to any sort of tech company that we're going to do something with, service with and, and the likes, if they don't make it past Kevin and his ability to wrap his head around it, how we integrate it, it won't get used because I'll just fuck everything up. But... Now that we've gotten to a point in the company where people are asking us repeating questions, and there's a lot of information they're trying to gain from joining the networking groups and the likes, a chat bot makes sense as long as they can still get to a human uh, to be able to ask those consistent questions over and over again, we have a need for it, actually.
2: Well, and it and we have the added advantage of each other, where yeah. if I'm going down a rabbit hole with stuff that is taking us off course or distracting us, you're gonna call me out on it. Uh, and if you're doing the same thing, i will i'm gonna mention it and say it to you as well and tell you to stop. Uh, but you know, not everyone has that. so it is sure. it is really important that if you're an entrepreneur that you have that uh, ad hoc board of directors you have that mentoring relationship where you can talk to people about hey i've been doing this thing and they're able to like able to say yeah you need to stop you need to go sell and stop doing this thing you need to go get clients and generate revenue because that's the stage you're at and keep you from rabbit holing all this new tech when it comes out because it's not going to get less there's oh, not yeah. going to be less shiny objects as we continue to become more technologically ingrained. It's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And there's going to be new stuff launching all the time. Bing has now launched a chat, uh, their version of Chat GPT, uh, which is called uh, I can't remember. Google is building their own called Barb uh, or Bard. I can't remember which one, but you know they're all coming out with stuff
0: now. And well, and I think for most people that are on the build. Quit worrying about a lot of the new tech and don't be the early adopter. I think that that's going to be a lot for a lot of people, which is going to be hard for some people because they totally geek out on techs. But, you know, let some of us that are a little bit further down the path go take on early adoption only because we fucked up enough things to know that if we're getting down a path. We go oh Fuck. This is the wrong path to go on versus completely derailing you the fuck out.
2: Well, and the other thing with early adoption is actually two things. One is if you are in a growth phase and you are trying to, you're still in that. I need to generate revenue. I need to generate clients. I need to stabilize MRR. I, I all that type of stuff. If you launch a whole new thing around a technology piece, you know, if it fails, yeah, that can have a really harmful impact on your company's ability to continue. And be profitable and continue to grow. You know the larger businesses that you'll see do the early adoption and push stuff out really quickly. If it goes, uh, if it goes bad, yeah, they're going to take a hit, but they're going to recover way faster.
0: Yeah, um, and you know they'll do the alpha beta. You know they'll do the yep. the they'll they'll break enough things along the way. It's like when we moved into the online community. You know, we went one weekend taking everything off of Facebook groups to an online community. We bet the entire membership of Success Champion Networking that we got the right technology. And luckily it worked and we didn't really have any hiccups with it. You know, but that's what happens when you're a smaller business trying to make these moves. When you're a bigger company, there's a lot more ways you can help reduce the amount of damage you can actually do to your business
2: the other thing to think about if you want to be the early adopter is with new technology if it doesn't work right people that your clients who are interacting with and you're doing things with them on that system may have a bad experience yeah and it's going to impact they're going to say oh yeah i tried that ai thing and it didn't work or i tried this thing and it didn't work And They're going to just assume that, you know, because you're doing something with that tech, you do the exact same thing. So letting, you know, there's going to be people that make a ton of money up front with uh, AI. That's fine. They're going to, the people that give them money are also going to be early adopters. And they're going to be the ones who give money to everyone who launches something brand new. Let them take that money. You want the money after that. Once this technology is actually... Uh, established and people understand how to use it effectively, then going in and actually helping companies do it right and helping people do it right is going to be way more valuable and more profitable in the long run.
0: Yeah. So I think it'd be fun for you guys to be able to see what we've done with the chat bot. So when we have that you know, completely rolled out, we'll come back and uh, we'll show some examples uh, in the comments of this about how we're utilizing the chatbot and things and see if we can't walk you through you know uh maybe kevin will be a good post for you to talk about how we applied you know the new technology to the company where we screwed it up three years ago and how we brought it full circle now that'd be a fun post to go after um to to write about so we'll make sure we'll get a link to that out there uh, in how the, donnie screwed up the tech
2: and he found this really cool tech guy and he came in and fixed it all Oh,
0: thank God Keith j- joined a company. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever.
2: Your brothers are as technical as you are. <laughs>
0: so guys uh as always thanks for hanging out with us um on this one if you got any tips or tricks uh do us a favor take a screenshot of wherever you're watching this if it's on your computer take a computer screenshot if you're on your phone take grab that screenshot post it on social media and tag kevin and i in there and let them know that you uh, you listening to this episode maybe some tag some takeaways and share this out with one person man we'd absolutely love it so keep hanging out with us guys we love it love you mean it see you bye Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us at Success Champions.